You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark with some Chicken Soup for the Soul inspiration for you as we enter the holiday season. Today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and how you can get your gratitude on in time for all those get-togethers with family and friends. So I read this study and it said that there are two keys to happiness, getting enough sleep and having gratitude. That is seeing the good in your life and being able to count your blessings. I've always been amazed by how powerful gratitude is as a change agent. If you can count your blessings and see the good in your life, even when bad things are happening, it liberates you from a lot of the angst and depression you would ordinarily feel. So some of us are born with a natural ability to see the silver linings in our clouds. And when it rains, we say we're glad because we needed the water. And when we get the flu, we think about how good it will feel when we're better. And then we pick something to binge watch while we're laid up. And when the power goes out, we delight in the time spent with our families or the ice cream festival that we're forced to have before it all melts in the freezer. But then there are those of us, about half of us, according to studies, who don't have that natural ability to count our blessings and see the silver linings. And that's why we publish so many books and stories in which we show you how you can actually add this gratitude trait right onto your personality. So how cool is that? You can actually add on a character trait that will make you happier. So with Thanksgiving having just occurred in Canada and coming up next month in the U.S., I thought I'd share a couple of powerful stories about how you can deliberately become a more grateful person. The first one is from a book we made a few years ago called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Find Your Happiness. And it's called The Great Thanksgiving Challenge. So Ruth Jones describes how she and her friend Marilyn were sitting in a coffee shop and they were complaining about everything that they had to do before entertaining. Marilyn was talking about all the preparation that she needed to do to have her friends over for her book group meeting. And Ruth was talking about all the work that she had to do because her family was coming for Thanksgiving. And she and Marilyn talked about what that meant, cooking, cleaning, changing sheets, wondering what to feed everybody for breakfast. And then a bedraggled woman entered the coffee shop. She was obviously homeless. And Marilyn headed right over for the counter and paid for the woman's breakfast. When Ruth complimented her, Marilyn said, oh, that was guilt. And Ruth realized that she and Marilyn had fallen into a bad habit of complaining about their lives. And their lives were full of family and friends and nice homes and good food. So Ruth said, we should stop complaining. It's a bad habit. And they decided to give up complaining for Thanksgiving. So Marilyn laid out the challenge. We'll keep a diary. We'll write down every complaint. 
And then we'll think of something to be thankful for and write that down too. So the next morning, Ruth called Marilyn and said, I've been awake 15 minutes and all I've done is complain. This is hard. And Marilyn laughed and said, okay, quick, what are you thankful for? And Ruth said, well, I'm talking on the phone with my best friend and the cat is purring in my lap. What about you? And Marilyn answered, I'm drinking coffee in a warm kitchen and about to go work out. See, this won't be so hard after all. Ruth wrote in her story, it was hard to believe I complained so much about trivial things. Hard to believe I wasn't more thankful for my family, my friends, and my health. My mind kept wandering back to the homeless woman. As the weeks passed, Ruth and Marilyn noticed they were recording more and more blessings and fewer complaints in their notebooks. They had better attitudes, and now they were looking forward to the holiday season. Counting their blessings was really working for them. So we have a quotation from Gerald Good that I love. It says, if you want to turn your life around, try thankfulness. It will change your life mightily. So Ruth and Marilyn proactively practiced gratitude. And after a few weeks of practice, they found it came to them naturally. We're so passionate about this topic that we made a book about it with Deborah Norville, and it's called Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Power of Gratitude. And in this book, we have a great story by Susan Boltz, who tells us that she had always disliked grocery shopping. In fact, it was her most hated chore. And if you hate grocery shopping, you definitely hate doing it on the worst grocery shopping day of the whole year, which is the day before Thanksgiving. So... I remember making that mistake one Wednesday before Thanksgiving myself. I went to Whole Foods and I went at the normal opening time, but apparently they had opened it an hour early and the store was already completely full. And I felt like I was in a women's roller derby, like I needed protective knee pads and a helmet because there were all these intense rushing women everywhere pushing their shopping carts around like they were big metal weapons. And anyway, Susan reports that in her story, she was doing the same thing. She was shopping the day before Thanksgiving, and she was miserable. She was standing with her very full cart in a very long line to check out, and there were 11 full carts ahead of her, so everybody was grumpy. And then as Susan was standing there feeling sorry for herself, she listened to the ladies in front of her, and they were talking, and one of them said, I feel almost guilty standing here in all this abundance. And then she was telling her friend about the people in some country, and Susan had missed the early part of the conversation, so she didn't know which country. But the woman was saying, you wouldn't believe how poor they are. They labor all week, and the food they can buy with their wages fits in their two hands. Well, then the ladies in front of Susan and the line moved on to other topics. But she had heard enough. Now she had plenty of time to think about what they said while she was standing in that line. And she thought about the fact that she had never spent a week's wages on groceries. Even for a feast like Thanksgiving, she was going to spend only a small fraction of her family's weekly income. And she thought about why the store provided grocery carts, because everyone was buying way more than they could carry. She looked around the store and she saw shelves that were filled with food that had been trucked in or even flown in from all over the world. She saw employees everywhere who were helping, even carrying groceries to people's cars. And she thought about the fact that everyone had a car to take their groceries home. 
and she started viewing everything around her with amazement. And by the time she got to the front of that very long checkout line, she was happy again because she had found her gratitude and she had realized that she was blessed and she had a very wonderful life. So that cashier looked so frazzled and Susan told her she was doing a great job and the cashier relaxed a little and then Susan thanked the person who was bagging the groceries and then she wished the cashier and the bagger a happy Thanksgiving and then on her way out, she went over and told the store manager how wonderful his employees were and how much she appreciated his store and he smiled and looked a little more relaxed. In the parking lot, Susan started to cry and then she drove home to her comfortable warm house and she started cooking with all that food. And now Susan says that every time she goes to the grocery store, she views it as a privilege, not a chore. So there was a famous writer who you've all heard of, Thornton Wilder, and he said, we can only be said to be alive in those moments when our hearts are conscious of our treasures. Conscious of our treasures. That is a great phrase to keep in mind whenever you get stressed during the next couple of months of holiday busyness and abundance. I'm Amy Newmark. Thank you for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. If you love these stories and you would like to receive a Chicken Soup for the Soul story every day in your email inbox, you can do that. Just go to our website, chickensoup.com, click on the podcast button, and you'll see a menu item that you can click on to sign up for our free newsletters. And come back for our next episode, I'm going to talk with Dr. Mike Dow about two more ways you can get ready for the holidays. We're going to do a deep dive into two chapters from our new book, Think, Act, and Be Happy. We'll be sharing some tips that will help you get in shape for the holidays, and also some ways that you can use the power of forgiveness to liberate yourself from all those resentments and disappointments that might interfere with your holiday happiness.